Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this wonderful day. I want to thank you that it's been very sunny outside and that it hasn't been raining. I also want to thank you that um, you're here with us tonight, and I pray that you will lead my words and that it will not be my message but yours, and that you um, and this message will touch whoever's heart is meant to. In Jesus' name, amen. So about a year ago, in spring of last year, I had a calling. I had a calling from God that said, you need to go on a mission trip. But I, I didn't know really what to do with that. I told my parents, I, uh, um, and I talked about it, but I never really pursued it. Fast forward to fall, and that is when I had a media fast, because I went to a Christian Berdahl meeting or s seminar, and I learned about the media on the brain. And by doing that media fast, it definitely gave me the clarity to realize what I needed to do for, um, to go on this mission trip. And that was to diligently pray and pursue my options. And that's what I started doing. I started uh, um, praying every day, Lord, where do you want to take me? Where do you want me uh, um, to go and what am I su supposed to do? Because I had no clue. So that's when I started looking around. And I tried getting involved with CA to go to India. I tried going um, with ACF, uh, um, which is for non-Adventists uh, to go on, I mean, Adventists who are not in, Adventists who are not in Adventist colleges to go on mission trips, but I, it didn't work out. And I couldn't find out why God was just shutting down mission trip after mission trip. And that's when I, I heard about ERC. And uh, that is um, an organization for missions within Southern Adventist University. And since I'm doing dual enrollment, I was in the system for um, Southern. So I was eligible to go on this mission trip. So I talked to Raul Rivero, and, and he told me about the Dominican Republic trip, which is a trip of 10 days over spring break. But he told me there was only one spot left. Out of 30 people, there was only one spot left, and I had to deposit that day. So that is when I prayed, and I, and I stepped out in faith, and I deposited that $100 and continued on with my planning. And he told me that I only had 10 days to fundraise the entire money. And I don't know if you guys don't know, but 10 days is a very short amount of time to fundraise. So I, that is when I really started praying on hard at that point. And I claimed the verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which is, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not under thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. And that's what I did. I trusted God. I started praying, and I had faith that he will provide. Because I don't have the money. I'm a high school, uh, poor college, high school and college student who's poor. I don't, I don't have the funds to go on, uh, on a mission trip. But that is when he just opened up donor after donor to give money for me to go on this mission trip. And, I, and, and some of them are here tonight. And I just want to thank, thank you all very specifically that you you provided me the, uh, the funds that I was able to go on this mission trip and reach many people. And I want to thank you so much because God has blessed uh, um, you and me for, for doing so. so. So that was only the first trial. After t uh, having 10 days to fundraise, and God provided in seven days. Praise the Lord. Like, actually, it's, that is not me. That is not, uh, there was no one donor who said, here, you can, uh, um, who's super rich. It was just God providing. So just praise God. And that right there gave me the encouragement I needed to just continually 
stepped forward and knew that I needed to do this. Because at that moment, I was a little nervous, being that I'm going to be preaching for 10 days in Dominican Republic, and I've never preached before. <laughs> okay, God, what you're leading, I trust. Okay, but that is when he just, um, and he just kept providing just trial after trial, problems with the passport, problems with uh, getting vaccines and, or transcripts, and, and it all uh, kept getting fixed right before. And then I even, a week before my boot camp, which was uh, the training for preaching, I broke my collarbone. A week before that I'm supposed to go and get trained so I feel comfortable preaching and I and go on a vacation and we get four snowboarding runs and that's it for the day. And I broke my collarbone. A week later, I had surgery and, and the day after surgery, I went to boot camp, which is all God. So 24 hours post-op, I was learning how to preach. A lot of that, I think, to, to my mom because she was there, the nurse, making sure I had ice and making sure I wasn't, I wasn't struggling. <laughs> but, and it was just trial after trial, but I continued to tr uh, <clears throat> trust in God. And that's, and that's what I want to um, just encourage you to do, is just pray that God will, uh, will give you the means to do what he's calling you to do. If you pray and you uh, have faith, he will lead you, and he will provide the means. So after finishing boot camp, I, um, it was about a few weeks later, and we needed to go, and, and the mission trip started. At 3 o'clock in the morning, I showed up on a Friday uh, morning to, uh, um, to travel to Atlanta and then fly to Dominican Republic. Except that night, we were preaching. The very first day that we were flying out, we were preaching. So we had to fly in our full, full suits, full ties, full everything, flying and carrying our luggage. But thank God, it just, everything worked out. There was no problems, uh, um, and there was no problems with the airport, and all, all 30 of us made it through uh, um, to Dominican. And we had an hour, to, uh, an hour to be at the hotel, and then we're driving out to our individual churches. So we had, uh, so there was about 30 students of us, uh, um, 30 students, and about five staff who all um, had their own individual churches uh, um, where you'll be dropped off and you will preach. So that means first time ever preaching. And I, after uh, um, break, uh, fracturing my collarbone and just getting my sling off, I am now preaching at, in my own church and there's a language barrier because I speak no Spanish. <laughs> So I show up, and that first night, my translator was late. So I'm now struggling to talk to people, and I'm now struggling to figure out, hey, here's the verses, here's what's going on for the program. But that, those, t um, and that happened each night. Every night that the translator, because he was the Pathfinder coordinator, he couldn't be there early. So every night, there would be about 30 to 45 minutes where I ha just couldn't communicate with people. And I was just at this church, and I, could, and I couldn't talk to anyone. And that is where I spent most of the time in, my, in prayer. I just, that is when I prayed, and I just asked God that he would lead, and that, it, that this is for him, and I know he has a plan. So that night, I preached my first sermon, and the th I specifically made a prayer that, he, that God would lead uh, what I was saying. Because for me, 
this I guess I need to say first. They gave us script, uh, They gave us the sermons that we would be to, to be preaching. So that was uh, that was good. That first time preaching, I do not have to make a sermon. But the problem with me is that I've done acting before and I can perform. That I could make this a performance and just be entertaining. Except that's not what God wants to lead. God God has a message, even not for what was on the the script. And I had to make that realization and specifically say to God. God, I do not want my actions to hinder your message. Because I can, I can easily just, hey, it's a script. I know how to add inflections. I know how to add energy. But, I, uh, but that's not going to be God's message. And, the, and by that specific prayer, God led me. And God spoke through me. Each and every night, I, I would just go off script, just quoting other verses or, and uh, just saying analogies that, didn't come to my mind because I'm very much a planner. I want to plan what I'm going to say beforehand. But here I am with little preparation because we have only one day to prepare a sermon each day that we're out there preaching. And, and I'm just out there preaching and it's God leading. And it was just incredible that to, to be standing there, words coming out of your mouth, but it's not your, it's not your thoughts. And that's and that was just an incredible experience um, for me. Um, specifically, one night, I had a, it was, it was the fourth, fourth um, sermon, after uh, dead in the middle of, of, the, of the week, I had a sermon about baptism. And during that sermon, God did something incredible. He just spoke through me in a way that I, I can't verbally explain, that I was, I, I just can't explain it because you, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. Hopefully God, you guys understand, because God just did something in a way that I've never experienced before in my life. What he did is he specifically spoke through me and I could feel his spirit throughout my body. And I've never experienced that in my life. All my life, I've grown up in the Adventist church. All my life, I've never struggled with faith. I've never struggled with what I believe in. But I've always asked God, God, give me a feeling. I've never felt something from you before. And, and I never really had anything like that. I've never, because I'm a very much analytical thinker, I think about, uh, hey, this could be God, but also there's a slight other, it could be coincidence or stuff like that, just because that's, I'm analyzing. But God gave me this overwhelming full body feeling of just his spirit throughout my whole body. As soon as I finished that, uh, um, that final prayer for the night, as soon as I finished an appeal, which is very awkward for me that you're just calling people up uh, um, um, just for like 10 minutes straight, he, he spoke through me that I was going for 20 minutes without even thinking about the time just because he was speaking through me. And by the end of the entire church, all 80 of them were uh, up front um, um, for the appeal. And when I finished that prayer, my legs were trembling, and I had this just overwhelming feeling of just what has God just done because I, this was not me whatsoever. I got in the car that night because I went longer because God led and everyone else was waiting, and I started crying because I had never felt anything like that before in my life, and that is something I specifically asked God for was a feeling from him. And he, said, and he gave that to me in such a way that is, I, I just can't explain. And that is when I knew that 
God was leading me towards a path of ministry, evangelism, or theology. I do not know the specific of what he is leading, but I knew at that point that I was to be doing something to be, uh, to be spreading God's word for my job. And for that, that is incredible to me, because all my life, never known what I want to do. Sure, engineering sounds cool. Uh, um, business sounds interesting, but I've never been, yeah, I definitely want to do that. And then for God to just, in one night, speak through me, give me an answer that I'm praying for my entire life, and tell me a direction I want to go in my life, was just, it's, it's nothing but God. So to continue, I, we continued uh, preaching the rest of uh, the week, and I kept God leading through, and I was just continually praying that same prayer of God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Do not uh, let my words hinder your message, and, and have this to be your message, not even what is written, uh, um, already pre-wrote. And that is what he did. Each and every day, he uh, spoke through me. And that is what I encourage you. I encourage you all to pray to God that he will lead through you, that it will not be you. Because each one of us, we are selfish individuals. As much as we want to um, say we like to help other people, we are selfish. And, and it's mostly focused on what this does for me. But we need to let God speak through us, lead us, and, and just and lead our path. And if, he, and if you do... God will provide. And if, I also want to uh, give you a verse for Ephesians, or Matthew, Mark eleven twenty two, which says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says this to the, to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes, that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You need to believe what you are praying to God. It is so easy to just say um, just empty words that sure, I want this Lord, sure I want, but you need to believe full heartedly that God will provide and he will. But you have to have that faith to step out, to step out and to, um, to deposit that $100, to step out in faith that he will uh, lead you in fixing your marriage. You, you have to step out in faith so God can do the rest. And that's, and that's what I, uh, I want to leave you with a prayer for tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you will lead each and every one of here tonight and that they will ask that you will um, be within them and that you will guide their path. Please um, encourage them and let them know that they can trust in you, that you will provide and you will always be with them. I pray that you will continue to um, bless their lives and that you will continue to just always be with them and always just help them so they can spread the gospel. I also pray that each one of them will just know that you are the Lord and Savior and that you have already paid the price so that we don't have to worry. Please be with us. Help us have a good night and, safe, and have safe travels home. And I pray this in all your name. Amen. Also, I kind of went off what I was going to say.
<laughs> so I'm gonna actually show you the pictures of my mission trip. So <laughs> that, was, that was supposed to be part of it, but I let God lead for what I was gonna say. <laughs> so this was my, this was my group, um, in the, uh, and this was uh, for the people who were preaching. This was actually at the end of the trip, so we're not in full uh, suits. This was the Dominican Republic, and we actually went to the poor side of Dominican Republic because on one side is all the tourists, all the beaches, but we went through the rural, uh, rural area. And this is my church. This is the Remnant Church, and they actually, and a quick story with that, I never, because I never actually was able to talk to them, I didn't know I actually had a close connection. I didn't really, I could never really tell was I getting through to them through a translator, stuff like that. But by the end, the very last day I was there, they specifically said to me, God, God has a plan for you. He will lead you. And if you're ever in trouble, if you ever, um, if you ever need uh, somewhere to go, you have a family here in DR. So that, that, that very much touched me. This was my tra uh, translator. His name is Edward. And that night we actually matched. <laughs> this is quite interesting. Um, this was uh, um, the people in the back. They were the ones who were making my meals for the night, which I very much appreciate that. <laughs> and this was also the head pastor for, um, for that area. He goes around about 40 different churches. Yeah. And there was about six different pastors who drove uh, about seven or eight of us. And the, actually, the two uh, ladies on the left were actually part of my group. So they're doing incredible work. We also were able to go on, uh, on, the third, on the third to last day of our trip. We were able to go out on a beach and have an off day. So this was just some of the waters there. And yeah. And actually, something interesting that I was told is that Dominican Republic they are so advanced in their evangelism that our, our coordinators, they would say to us, you are to go and be spies. You are to go learn what they're doing as to learn how to evangelize, um, evangelize here in America. Because in, in Dominican Republic, and, and which is only half of the island, the other half is Haiti, they are baptizing around 11 to 15,000 people a year. While here, we're we're about like 4,000 in our area, Union. So that really shows that these people, they are constantly going out. The, the, the group that I was in, uh, the um, people doing the AV in the background, they were there every single night. This is during weekday nights, and they're every night going out and preparing for what we're doing, uh, for, what, for my preaching and preparing for the seminars. And they, and they even told me, they, uh, they do this very often, they uh, um, go out in the community. And I had an outside church. This is, this is they're going every day outside and every night, and this is their church. It's outside and it's, it's basically just a patio of a bottom of an apartment complex. And they're, they're out there, uh, um, like every other day, try, um, having activities, having uh, um, uh, preachers and stuff, just giving evangelism. This, is, this should be our goal, that we need to be constantly evangelizing, because these are people who are in a way not 
even close to the financial state we are in, yet they're constantly, constantly adding effort, constantly putting themselves out there so that they can spread the gospel. And that's, and that's what I'm trying to work with in my own uh, life now, too, is that I have that Dominican Republic of the remnant mindset to constantly go out and to constantly try to evangelize in everything I do.